welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your hosts, Daniel. And Daniel. And Daniel, would you stop hitting stuff over there, really? Shh. <laughs> that, what a great start, you know, to two years of doing this now. you think we'd be a little more professional than just, you know, just randomly <laughs> dropping things and opening soda cans during my hey, introduction, hey, sir? Hey, hey, not a soda can. Uh, keep me awake and stop me from strangling you, you can. I mean, but you couldn't have done it just slightly before. Give, <laughs> like, you literally gave me the cue. Say, all right, let's start the episode. You know, really? That was the plan. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. well, as long as it was intentional, we're good to go. <laughs> Daniel. What's up? This is going to be a great episode, and let me tell you why. I already know why. Why don't you tell the people? Let me tell the people why. No, this, this is going to be a good one. This is our second season... Yeah. Uh, or second time that we've done a Champion of Champions Top 8 debate. What exactly does that entail? So what we do is we take the Top 8 games who's either won, a, well, mo- mostly won previous Top 8 debates. Whoever's won the most gets the higher seed, and we just go from there. Whichever's highest ranked on Board Game Geek after that fact, if there's ties, that's the tiebreaker. We get our Top gate 8 games, correlate them, Put them in the bracket, and we find out which one is going to be ascending. What do we mean by ascending? By ascending, we mean that we will no longer be debating it over future top eight debates. That happened with our last year's champion, Gloomhaven, where we decided that, you know, just because it won so many times and it won our champion of champions, that it is no longer allowed to be debated in future top eight debates unless we do this for eight years. Yeah. And then we will have a top eight debate. A, a, an extra special top eight debate. Yeah, the, the champions of champions of champions edition, That's or right. something like that. And at that point, let's just stop the podcast <laughs> because that'll oh, no. be eight years of our lives. We'll we'll debate it, but specifically, we do want to clarify: this is all of the we took all of the winners from the past top eight debates for the past year. Yeah, um, not including the pre- previous year's winners. Yes. Yeah. So anything that happened during season one, they're. Votes are discontinued, their right. wins are discredited, just like everything that's in this debate. Uh, whoever doesn't get ascended is still eligible for debates, but their tallies aren't combining. So let's say one of the games we have here has won this year, and they only did once, and then next year they win twice. Well, they're not they're not three-time winner. They're right. only a two-time winner. That's right, exactly. So they'll still be eligible to be part of the Champion of Champions if they win enough games mm-hmm. uh, or debates. Are there? Do you know if there is any of these top eight that were in our previous year's episode? Uh, there was a few. If I can go back on my book, but I think um, I want to say Azul Quax was. was Azul was. I think Wingspan was also a year one as well. Right. Yeah. So those are ones. Once again, you know, you're always eligible to be part of that. But once you have won it, we we you're no longer ascended. debate it. You're yep. ascended. Yeah. Uh, we stole that from Keyforge. That's right. Props to Keyforge and Fantasy Flight Games for coming up with that concept where if they accidentally break a deck and make it way more powerful, if it wins like a world tournament, it ascends and is no longer eligible for future tournaments. I love that. That's yeah, bragging rights. that's a rights. great idea. Yeah. I just worry about some of these because I know a few of our games that are in this category don't have enough like either theme uh, mechanisms or anything that, that go with it that might eliminate future top eight debates. And what I mean by that is like there's some that we struggle where we come up with eight games just barely. And yeah. that's because of some of these games. <laughs> some of these games. So if something ascends, 
Well, that kind of hurts our uh, our top eight debates, but that just makes us have to think more outside the box. Yeah, or play more games. I'm also okay with that. I'm well, never, <laughs> I'm never going to say no to more games unless it's something you made. Oh, that hurts. that's right. <laughs> it, you know, this is such a celebrating moment. Well, why do we have to go there? You know, that, that because I always go there. That's true. All right, so let's begin our episode. We we created the top eight debate of champions of champions let's go over the bracket and then we'll talk about honorable mentions after that as well as uh now normally we do a poll for the on the board game revolution we did do it this week as well but we usually allow the fans to add polls too this one was important for us we needed to find the best of the eight games this way for the tiebreaker we didn't allow them polls but there is comments and telling us why they voted so that's going to be included in the honorable mention part that's right so with this, we have our very first seed, the highest-ranked seed this year, at the only game that won two top eight debates, and that is Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. Yeah, so what I'm going to tell you here, it was the winner of the Cthulhu Mythos games and Exploration games, the only one that won two. Mind you, we didn't record as many as we did in the first year. Sure, which is fine. <laughs> yep. Um, and that will be going up against the number eight seed Carcassonne, which won most voted on games. That was That's an right. interesting one. That was a really great episode. <laughs> All right. Um, then we have our number two seed Pandemic Legacy Season One. Going up against our number seven seed Cartographers. Pandemic Season One was the winner of Chris Quilliam Art. And Cartographers was the winner of Grid Coverage. Our number three seed, Wingspan. Going up against our number six seed, Azul. Wingspan won in-game bonus, uh, top eight debate, and Azul ended up winning the Renaissance. And our number four seed, Everdell. Going up against our number five seed, Quacks of Quinlanburg. Quacks won variable setup in year two, and Everdell won Actually, Everdell won in-game. Wingspan was nature. Yeah, good deal. So, yeah, this is exciting. There's a lot of different things that come out of this, um, which unfortunately makes one of our criteria kind of null. Um, So we're going to have to go with theme matching mechanisms. So specifically the theme itself matching the mechanisms of, of the game. Normally, what we try to tie it to is whatever category or what best mechanism, fits, yeah. yeah, theme that we are debating. But since this is kind of an oddball, we have to yeah, because we're not we're not picking the both of those game names. All right, yeah, because we're picking games from different categories, different wins, so yeah. they're not really fitting into the bubble we normally put it in. That's right, that's right. Which means that we. We will be taking our bias out of a lot of these because you and I are very passionate about some of these games, many of which we've we've definitely argued all of them before. And oh, yeah. many well, we times, had to. Yeah, we had to in order for them to be on the list. <laughs> but we want to make sure that we give them their due justice. So we're so probably more than likely we'll be going more into detail on each of the categories just to make it a little more thorough. I'm just trying to think. There's like... Half this list you love, and half half this list I love. It's like a. Compl- I mean, I like all these games. Yeah. But there's like four that I adore, and there's four that you adore. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. There, there's definitely no games I dislike in this. Yeah. So which I, is good. Yeah. 
that that's a good sign because if they've made it to the champions of champions, that would be really bad if for some <laughs> reason one of us hates them. It's like how did that even get in? In like, fact, we would have fought for it. One of the games here, I don't dislike. I just dislike playing with you. That's true, and I <laughs> definitely like playing. I know which one you're talking about, and I can't wait to talk about it. So before we get into that, let's talk about some honorable mentions. I'm ready if you are. Absolutely. You want to bust out the coin of doom, or you want to go to the comments first? Let's go comments first. All right, sounds good. So starting with Robbie, he says, You can't go wrong with Carcassonne, a classic that transformed the hobby. And Ryan was saying it wasn't his pick, but he does agree that it did transform the hobby. Ryan specifically said, Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition is easily one of the most thematic games I've ever experienced, if not the most thematic. It's in my personal top five favorite games of all time due to this. I'm not even a big Lovecraftian fan, but I but this game, I love it. Alex added, Pandemic Legacy is such a great experience. Can't compare it to any other game on the list. Fair enough. Alexandre uh, added, Pandemic Legacy is one of my top three games. We were so engaged in the campaign that it was the only game we wanted to play. I haven't played all the other games, but those I have, they, they're they all good. Uh, Marsha said, so many great games on the list. On this list, I have to vote for Wingspan as my favorite. I also love Everdell, and I like Atakaverse. I have not yet played the others on this list. Jolene added, none of the none of those are tops for me, but one of them, Azul, is good. Uh, Rose Beef says, or Ross Beef, sorry. I only ever played Everdell just once in that list. So here's my vote. Only Wingspan is really appealing to me among the other ones, though. All right. Matt said, so many great choices. I didn't vote for cartographers, but it's cool to see it on the list. Cheap, easy, quick, and pretty unique in my experience. He's not wrong. Uh, Brian added, Wingspan has the most appeal to the most different kind of gamers. And honestly, I can't disagree with that. Right. Which, But it does make me ask, Brian, but does it for you? <laughs> but does it for you, Brian? <laughs> we appreciate the comments, as always. And we, we thought this was good. And we also went back and got some honorable mentions of our own. Yep. Um, talking about some of the games of the previous winners over the past year, which is always fun to look back on. And so, I, when, he, when we say them, I'll tell you what they won. Okay, sounds great. So, I'll be starting us off. My number three is a game that I've always had a soft spot for in my heart ever since I played it. I loved how, I think it's honestly a very thematic game. It took Dixit and turned it into a really neat story-driven game. And and you don't even tell the story in it. That's what makes it so cool. And so I'm talking about Mysterium. And I remember all the hype that came around Mysterium. It was my number two. I'm just moving it to my number three because it's also on my honorable mention. That works. Now, I remember the hype of it. I remember hearing when it first Mm -hmm. came out in Poland... That it was language independent, but they still had to translate the rules. And they demoed it at, uh, I want to say, Gen Con or something like that. Yeah, it and, was either Gen Con or uh, Essen. Yeah, and they they had full seance booths. Mm-hmm. It was darkened, candlelit, you know, super thematic. And they were having people play this. I've never seen that much, you know, production for one game. And I think it held up, personally. I get the argument about the second half of it, but it I don't... Feel that that's that big of a deal. I love the cooperative nature of it. I love that everybody's working together. It's asymmetric co-op. It's it it takes what Dixit would have been a good game if it wasn't terrible. 
And I feel almost every game that took a Dixit concept has made an improvement on that idea. I I don't know. Dixit was not that bad of a game. I like the concept of it. It's not the greatest game out of, especially. That's easily my, one of my least favorite spiel winners. Well, yeah, well, there's no lacking for taste with you. (laughs) No, I enjoy Dixit. I I get what you're saying, though. Um, But I do have to say Mysterium did improvement. Made it so much better. I have actually played the smaller version of Mysterium, uh, Mysterium Park, which enhanced Mysterium as well. I really like Mysterium Park. It's actually, I feel, a little more difficult than Mysterium. Because with Mysterium, you get, like, a different wide range of photos or for, like, eliminating folks. Yeah. Whereas Mysterium Park, it's all based on the circus. So one thing you're thinking is pointing to this character also is in like three other cards on the table. It makes of it really course. difficult. But I really do enjoy Mysterium. I agree with you. This is why I'm moving it to my number three because originally it was my number two. I It was one of the first ones I was like, okay, this is going on my list. Absolutely. Because I've played the mess out of this one. And I also like the fact the way they do the difficulty on this one, you can make it easier by allowing your your ghost i guess you would say mm-hmm. uh as many or like the three ravens he can use them the three ravens the whole game whereas when you go harder he's like oh you can't use it for this round or you only get used one the entire game right. and so it's it has a great difficulty to it too making it easier if you want to play with family or making it harder if you playing with like established gamers right I, it's a phenomenal game. I love the art on this too. Like, yep. if this was on the top eight debate, it probably win pro- art and production. Almost every. <laughs> yeah. I think so as well. I think it's a better production than Wingspan. I think it's a better uh, or has better art than pretty much everything else, including Everdell. Yeah, Adventures of Madness. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's because that's a game based on the art. It has to either. Yeah, it's it has either going to gonna sink or swim. Yeah. Yes. But and, uh, it and it has rises. to be obscure too, especially because yeah. what you're you're trying to figure out clues based on what you got. But it has to be obscure enough where it exactly. doesn't become too easy. It's phenomenal. I really think Mysterium is they knocked it out of the park with this one. And I've played the updated ver- or the other version, the uh, obscure or Obscurio. Obscurio. Yep. I still prefer Mysterium. I do too. Um, I like what Obscurio is doing, doing, but for the same trader mechanism, you you can't go wrong with Muse. Yeah. From Quick Simple Fun Games. I mean that just. It's a smaller package. It's more of a party setting anyway, and the the tradery part of it. I mean, it's not a trader game, but it's the fact that team there's, versus team. Yeah, there's you're, one. You're purposely trying to mess over the other team, and I, it, it does it better in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, and I think Obscurio is a fine game. I enjoy it, but a lot of people were saying, "Hey, this replaces Mysterium for me." It it doesn't. Yeah, Mysterium. It you consider a trilogy. You got Dixit. You got yep. Mysterium. You got Obscurio. Dixit's my third favorite. I still like it more mm-hmm. than you do, uh, but. Obscurio is my second favorite, and it's not even close to Mysterium. Right. I agree. I agree. Cool deal. All right, so our number twos. And I'm starting number two. So my number two was originally my number three, and the reason I put this on the list is, one, I like it, and two, we have to talk, uh, we have to talk about the elephant in the room, and that is Rising Sun. Rising Sun was actually a winner. CMON Games. Mm-hmm. And it would have been our number eight seed... Making sure Carcassonne couldn't get in here. But one of our roles is we have to both play it. And Danny over here has not played Rising Sun. Yes. Therefore, it has to go into an honorable mention just yeah. to make things fair. Now, real quick. First off, what did Mysterium win? We, we oh, yeah, yeah. We forgot to say about that. Mysterium won Communication Limits. And two, for those who haven't heard the episode, why is Rising Sun a winner of a top eight debate? 
when I have not played it, which we know that that's a rule, right? Yes. The thing is, you were out. You mm-hmm. could not record an episode for me, so we called our friend, the Gamehead Geek, over on TikTok, and he came in and graciously helped us make a top eight debate. Right. And that's the one that uh, Rising Sun played. It, it actually worked out for us because we got to talk about Simon uh, Games, mm-hmm. which you don't play a lot of. So no. you and me couldn't do a top eight debate. That's that. right. And so it's nice that Rising Sun won one of ours. Uh, I still do need to get you to play it. Yeah. But I just wanted to let it go out there that Rising Sun was a winner. If you're following our podcast and know, and yes, it's ranked higher than some of these other games. It's just that because of our rule... Um, luckily enough, we got to talk about it and I think it's a phenomenal game. I really enjoy it. I do have to show it to you. I think you'll enjoy it. And it's technically part of a trilogy, like (laughs) a theoretical trilogy. And I played the other two Two, games in that trilogy. Yeah. This is the only one you haven't played. It's my favorite of that trilogy. And this is the one that I probably liked the most from what I could tell, because I didn't care for the other two all that much. They were fine. But I do think this is the one I would like. Yeah, because I, I like the aspects of it where you're doing the tea ceremony and you can make alliances mm-hmm. and you're picking your action selections, but it boils down to you dudes on a map. Yep. But how you get to the dudes on the map part, you got to do some really cool things. That's cool. All right. My number two is a game uh, made by one of our friends of the podcast. It is a timed game. It is a bullet I knew that hell. Was gonna be on your yeah, list. it's bullet, bullet heart. Um, it's awesome. It was on my last week's list. Of one of the best games I played last year, and that's, that's entirely on purpose. Game. Yeah, it, it it's Quacks of Quedlinburg, the speed version. That's uh, why Quacks is on here. It's also our 2021 winner, so that tells you how much we like this game. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I won't be late. I won't be. Hey, you know what? Our good friend Ithri is here. Yes, no, for real. Like, there's I. Like, yeah, sure, I'm biased, right? But at the same time, <laughs> I genuinely was impressed when the first time I played this on Tabletop Sim, which already I don't like playing games on Tabletop Sim. Yeah. Especially oh, speed games. It was already difficult. But I knew that this was something that I was going to enjoy in person, and I did enjoy it through that as well. It's silly. It's awesome. Um, and I, I like can't... all the, the choices that you could play it as a co-op or right. competitive. This might be my favorite level 99 game now. <laughs> Wow! Wow! You yeah. really love Millennium. Blades. I like a lot of. I like Millennium Blades. Um, Pixel Tactics. I like Argent a lot. Pixel Ooh, Tactics Argent is good, fun. Yeah. yeah, there's so many good games from that company, and they just announced a new one for Kickstarter too. That looks really cool. It's like no, Dead, Dead by Morning. Don't or something tell like that. me this. I, or, I, oh, it I, looks so good. It's it's like I've Jason. Already, I got like I got freaking um, Western Legends going on. Dead right by now. Daylight. I think that's then, Death by Daylight. Something like that. And then maybe uh, a three can clarify that for us. And then we got the freaking Prospero Hall game. The yeah. Jurassic World is going to be at the end. Yes, of the that's year, right. No, so it's, the end of the month. So it, it's absolutely ridiculous. March no, is going to hurt my wallet. It, it Not will. Not to mention we're going to gamble, so that's going to hurt yeah. my wallet too. Yeah, all the money. <laughs> all the money. <laughs> no, it's so good. And Dead by Daylight. That's what it is. Um, trade trademark colon the board game. Perfect. Yeah, I, th- I was like, that's a video game, but honestly, if anybody could bring a video game to life, is level, level ninety nine, hundred percent. I couldn't agree more on that. And not only that, like you can make it fun for not people who have never played yeah. the the video game, and it would still work really well. I'm I'm confident in their abilities. I'm setting them on the pedestal right now. I'm setting the bar <laughs> nice and high. I hope it won't be disappointing. <laughs> but no, I 
I'm excited. Oh, it should be fine. I've I haven't ran into one I didn't really care for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe they exceed the card fighting game, right? And that's just but that was fine. That's just because uh, Battlecon is better. Well, I just I, don't I like. Think. I'm not a huge, huge fan of card fighting games. There's sure. a few that I like. Yeah, but yeah, but Good that deal. was like the the Street Fighter and stuff like that. And I've never been a Street Fighter fan. Sure, that's fair. But that was my number two bullet. All right, let's go into our number ones. All right, number one. You'll be starting us off. All right. My number one uh, bullet. Yeah, 2021. My number one, one superhero. Okay. Well, that's not my number one then. (laughs) Uh, My number one is Marvel United. I think this is a nice co-op for families, for gamers. If you just want something that doesn't kick your butt. I'm okay with co-ops not being hard. (laughs) I'm fine with co-ops being hard, but... Sometimes you just don't want to get dragged down yeah. and be miserable and lose a game. Yeah, you want to be like, a I did everything right and yeah. I still lost. I'm looking at you, Ghost Stories. Right. And I was <laughs> about to say the same thing. And, ghost Stories is just synonymous with just a constant beat down yeah. and not fun. And I mean, the people who like it, they like weird things. But it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's so painful to play that. Where Marvel this, United is, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the fact that it, it truly is a co-op because something I put on the board, my uh, you, uh, my teammate can use later yeah. on. So, hey, I got these resources, now I can punch or fight because of what a card I played before them on the right. line. I think it's a phenomenal game. I really enjoy it. I, I prefer the X-Men one, and but we combine them together because they're very combinable but just because i prefer x-men over rest of the marvel stuff x-men is my favorite marvel universe right so i I don't disagree with that so my number one is marvel united cool and my number one no surprise here i love underwater theme i love this mechanism i love the combo tastic of it aquatica and it won nautical yeah of course yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean it's it stands on its own i just love that theme oh yeah which is funny because I can't swim. So you'd think that I would like nautical stuff less, but I love the nautical theme. And it, 100%, I agree with it. Winning, it's the best nautical game around, except for, in my opinion, Nautilion. But that's just a small thing. Bless you. Thank you. Wow. I, yeah. And by the way, v- listeners to our podcast, yes, there has been a lot of wind lately. Yeah. Today <laughs> was a nice day. It was just hot. But yeah, all that wind is caught up yeah. to me lately. So we have a bit of allergies. We apologize. Uh, ahead of time, but yeah. yeah, Aquatica. I don't want to say any more. We've we've beaten the dead horse before. It's no. awesome. The combos are great. It's a really simple game to play. And it looks gorgeous. Plays fun. <laughs> I want to buy an expansion for it now. <laughs> I, I already have my the copy expansion. Yet. I need to play the expansion though. It, we we need to play the expansion. Yeah. No, I don't That's disagree. Right. Yeah. I have it right over there. It's already in the box. I can right. bust it out tomorrow. Well, well we're doing this during now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's windy season now. It's it's not fun, and then I had to go to another city about an hour and away, and it just that it, it was all pollen because we we're near the golf course. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Yep. All right, so let's get into our debate. Is there anything that you want to say before we start it off? Um, not particularly. I'm just. It's surprising that we've made it to two years, and we got enough for yeah. two years worth of champions. That's right. And this is, how many games, how many top eight debates did we do last year? Um, I can see that right now. Because uh, I love data. I love, I love One, this two, part. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. And that's with, We like, could have done two. a top 
two top eights. Yeah, we get it done two top eights, and that's with us taking a couple months off because of, of the death of my family. Right. Exactly. So yeah, that, that's that's what's so interesting about it is we very well could. Oh, we had enough not winners. to mention. The whole month of August and a little bit into September was our top 100, so that's, <laughs> that's true. a whole nother month. That's right. All right, well, let's get into it then. Um, we're going to go with round number one, Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition versus my personal favorite game, Carcassonne. And just remember, we try to take our bias out yes. of this. We have criteria yep. that we break down which game should move on. Yeah, that's right. And you get your personal favorite game. Okay. Well, you already group. said you were starting, so... Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I will argue my personal favorite game. No, I do think Carcassonne should move on. And I know that it, it's just because of the category, why Mansions of Madness won. Uh, well, one, it was like a hands... Uh, a layup for it, Cthulhu Mythos. Yeah, Cthulhu Mythos, yeah. Carcassonne can't win that. Well, it could have, because there is Carcassonne Call of Cthulhu. Or no, there yeah, isn't one. That's I'm a pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. It couldn't have. So Carcassonne couldn't have been part of that, and that was a that was a kind of a gimme because that really is one of the best, best hands down Cthulhu games. Mind you, Carcassonne won most voted on, so yeah, it... and there's a reason for that. And even our honorable mentions online, it's because it's old. said that as well. And it, yeah, that's part of the factor, right? It's it's 21 years now. Well, 20 technically. Just came out with a beautiful edition of it. Now, I understand you don't like playing with me, and that's fine. I get it, but. It's because you're a jerk. <laughs> I I kind of am in that game. You know, I just felt bad because you really were like the best target for that. Like it wasn't I wasn't aiming for you no, specifically. No no. no, no, no. You were aiming for me because you did it to everything <laughs> I had. Because you had in that entire game. Because you had the second best stuff all around on the board. The other two players that we were playing with really weren't they weren't a threat. <laughs> they honestly weren't. Like what they were doing, I I hate to put them down like that, because they they're great players. But it's just like what they were doing was chump change. Like you were actually going for big stuff, and if I could throw my meeple on there, that says something. So, yeah, don't play. If anybody out there, don't play Carcassonne with him. He's a jerk. <laughs> I I am gonna say like there there is a few that just judging by our categories, art and production. Yes, I think should go to Mansion. Oh Madness. yeah, <laughs> like that's not the, a, the that's only not a gripe we really have. In Game of Madness is the minis or. Right. in that thing. Everything else. The only thing Carcassonne has done is gave right. us the meeple. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I totally get that. And I will give Game Immersion to Mansions of Madness as well. But as far as strategy, it's definitely Carcassonne. Oh, that's Carcassonne. Uh, replay value, although minimum number of plays, you you learn it all in one play, right? Where Mansions, you need more than one. But the number of expansions and length of time and scaling, well, way better in Carc. Oh, well, yeah. And, and uh... Ease of play is Kark, obviously. You know, it's... You, uh, no, you draw a tile, you put it down. Like I'll give you, you can't, that, but you can't I, break I will, a pattern. I will knock Carcassonne on the scoring. The scoring is stupid in that game. Especially when it comes to the farmers. But uh, uh, Farmers are now optional. In, in all base sets, they are considered as an yeah. optional variant. Yeah, I know it's an optional variant now, but that's not how I was taught. That's not how most of the people who play this game right. are taught. That's true. Farmers are stupid. And that's fine. I mean, I don't think so personally. Like, I, I see the value in them. They're a cool little, like... They, they, I like farmers because of how... I like the gamble strict, of the farmers. Th- that, that's why. That's they, why you know, I like they, them. But it, when you you're know teaching you're giving them new players, yes. that is like... Just take them off. Yeah, 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 take them off now. But, like, when we were... T- we, 
I was learning it yes. when I was just getting into the hobby. That was like the hardest thing. Okay, wait. So this doesn't score because they had a farmer over there and the river didn't cut us off because the way things sit- situated right. mm-hmm. and that castle didn't build. So I don't get no points for that one. But this yeah. one's done. So I get like a point for that one or something yeah. like that. It was ridiculous. No, it it's not as the bad as the scoring season. process is annoying because then you got to remember, hey, this guy scores this way. But you got to make sure all these tiles are surrounding here. But then you got to make sure the city's closed for you to get points over there. And it's just it it it's a lot to throw at people with the scoring. No, I mean it's literally everything you say scores. No, yeah, no, it because it, literally remember, everything scores. I remember if you, you want your taught us back, that you, you had to come over and score it for us because we were so confused. That that's that sounds like a personal problem, Daniel. I mean, it, it, I'm sorry. You want me to bring my wife in here? Yes, because she remembers Go ahead. that. And she doesn't play it anymore. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, I'm serious. Like, it, I get the, I get your gripe against the farmers, but, um, you know, it. If you play without the farmers, that's fine. Roads one point, cities two point. If they're not completed, they're one point. Done. Everything scores. It's fine. Yeah, it's just, it's not it's, complicated. It throws a lot at you. No. I say Mansions of Madness is slightly easier just because the app drives it for you, <laughs> except for the puzzles. The puzzles can be difficult, right? That's but what that's, I'm saying. That puts it above and beyond. Oh yeah, but I would prefer to play Mansions of Madness over Carcassonne. I know you would prefer down. it. So let's hear your counter argument, and if you think Mansions should move on, um, now you say expandability, and yes, Carcassonne yes. has a crap ton of expansions. Yep, but. Mansions of Madness is no slouch in the expansion department. It's not. I think it's got like five or six with it. And then not to mention the expansions you can actually buy in the app. Right. Carcassonne has 10 full-size expansions, six miniature expansions, and a lot of like like 12 tile expansions. So, (laughs) no, don't even try and make that argument. Uh, No, I Because it can't expand as much. Yeah. Well, there's an infinite amount of expansions you could do in Mansions of Madness. Uh, we that's not set in stone. <laughs> that, we can't assume. We can assume one no, additional so, as we've agreed saying, on before. You've made that same argument yeah. before, so I'm throwing right. it on your ass. Okay, but see, here's the thing, though. With Carcassonne, if you want to do it that way, Carcassonne can be an expansion to itself. You can buy two copies if you like to play a longer game. That is absolutely a variant. A what now? A variant. No, about is, what? Is you could take two base sets of Carcassonne and just play a longer game for those of who would want to do that. I want to play them with all the expansions, personally. Heck no, no I'm, I'm looking no. forward to that day. Get like yeah. seven people in. We get get all the expansions, throw them all together. That'd be great. No, I, be I won't fun. be in there. Okay, I I figured you wouldn't. <laughs> You'd just be upset with me the whole yeah. time. The whole it, it, I don't even. Your wife likes that game, and I don't think she would want to do that just because how no, long it would take. Yeah, it took a few hours. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Your wife is not one to s- s- stay for a few. I'm hours not saying one it's game. realistically going to happen. I'm just saying I want to do it. <laughs> All right, but I agree so. with you. Carcassonne should move on. I just think Mansions of Madness is the better game, personally. But taking okay. my bias out of it, meaningful choice is Carcassonne. Replay value is Carcassonne, and I will give you ease of play, though it's not as simple as you're making it out to be. And it's not as complicated as you are, either. So if we meet in the middle, it's still simpler <laughs> because of the puzzles. All right, next round. Season, or Pandemic Legacy, Season 1 versus Cartographers. This is an interesting bracket. That's right. This will be, I've not had, I don't think we've had I already know who's so. winning ease of play on this one. 
Yeah. Um, all right, you'll be starting us off. I get Pandemic Season 1. Well, I'm not giving it easy play. I'll tell you that Okay. Much. No, that, I will give you that. Um, <laughs> the minimum number of plays for the full experience, I think, on replay value, that's Pandemic Legacy. Photographers is going up there with expansion. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you can't right. Really it has no expansion. Right. Uh, but length of time and scaling well. Ooh. Ooh, that, that's, that, that's a tough one. <laughs> Meaningful choice, hands down, is Pandemic Season 1. There is yeah. so many uh, yes. choices that you have to make as a team to get everything in it. When we're talking about game immersion, that's Pandemic no, Season pandemic, 1. Yeah, because yeah, you really get into it. It's like, oh my god, Tokyo's going to fall, or, or Osaka, or yeah. oh, we got to get into Chennai, or else that's going to fall. Right. That, that sort of stuff is very, very good, very immersive. You really get into it. And honestly, art and production, I think, is Pandemic Season 1. Agreed. Just because some of the stuff that they have in it um, that I don't want to talk about. Mind you, it's old now. We could talk about spoilers, but I don't want to because no. I don't want to ruin that experience for other people. That's right. Um, but I do have to say with cartographers, it's easier to play. And actually, I would give it replay value just because two of the criteria on our replay value list. Um, sure. The expandability and, and the scaling. length of time. Yeah. I, I give you that. More minimum, obviously, is yeah. Well, yeah, that's pandemic. Uh, my only counter argument, and I I agree with you, hundred percent. Um, my only my only counter argument to ease of play is that if you have not played cartographers before, um, it a lot of like the like that's... the monsters and a lot of the things that you have to learn throughout that first play mm-hmm. is is really kind of like out of nowhere like it doesn't it's not yes. easy like like when you place the monsters like at the beginning right but the only thing like that, that you have no idea what you're the doing only the first reason, time you ever uh, play it pandemic season one is so easy to play is just for the simple fact that people have played pandemic before right if someone no, who's yeah. never played pandemic starts that up it takes a little bit for them to figure out sure. how everything goes yeah yeah and that's not to say you got your i just feel like like the very first time i've ever played uh cartographers it was a lot of the stuff was incredibly arbitrary just because it you know, it warrants that that first play. That's why I would give it like a minimum of two plays to get the, yeah. the understanding of it. Um, Honestly, but it, if that's, you that's got not a chance to do it, really. I always say do the solo version of Cartographers just for you can understand how everything works because it teaches you the game as you're doing it. Cool. Put this out there. Yeah, you're gonna probably score negative points because it has a little twist on the rules where you're taking like the card points and subtracting your point total from it, or yeah. and so forth. But honestly, that's how I learned to play it, and that's why yeah. I'm like, okay, I get why this is doing that. And I also like the fact that in the base game, you don't have to build off of something you've already built. Yeah. I think a lot of games like to do that and don't let people bridge out and do what they want to do. So, like, hey, I'm going to put my villages over here because I know this is where they're going to score if I build them over here next to mountains. Mm-hmm. But I know four score better if I don't touch villages on them. Let me build them on the other side of the map. I can do that. Now, they do have an expansion that requires you to build off something you've already built. Right. But it actually makes sense thematically because it's on the, it's called like the Underhall or something like that. So you're building in a cave system. Right. So I like that change. But honestly, Pandemic Season 1 must go on. I agree. I agree, and I, I'll make the counter argument for for uh, cartographers. It's a cool theme. I like it. It's <laughs> yeah. fun. It, it's a fine game, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, I can't. 
you know, I'm, I'm putting my bias into this part of it, but there is a reason Pandemic Legacy Season 1, almost unseated, Kark is my favorite game of all time. Because that experience was un, uncomparable to anything else I've ever had. Yeah, I get you that. Uh, what, it's funny. You say it's a great experience for you. Yeah. Uh, my wife refused to play Season 2. I had to go uh, with another buddy who actually beat Season 1 with me. Um, we talked about him, Gamehead Geek. Him and me are playing a two-player version of Season 2 just because both of us want to finish the story because yeah. our other mutual friend who was playing with it, he doesn't want to play it anymore either. He's just like, it was the Why same. It? It's mainly like it. because it's repetitive. Okay. It, it You That's play fair. the same game over and over again. It has a great story to it, but in, when it comes down to it, it doesn't really change a lot for Pandemic no. itself. Now, Season 2 has changed a lot, and I've been yes. I've explained that to them a little bit, and they're like, no, we're good. I've played a lot of pandemic they don't want to talk about it they don't want to play it especially now that we're living through it. it's not helping matters right. either <laughs> that's a factor <laughs> but yeah they were just like no it's fine i'm glad you guys are enjoying it but no it's not for us because and this is uh my wife is play loves campaign games we're in gloomhaven right yeah. now i'm playing charterstone with uh that other friend as well mm-hmm. as uh we did like the scooby-doo stuff I think we just started another one. I can't think of what it... Oh, The Initiative. I'm playing The Initiative with him. Yeah. By the way, you really need to dig into your initiative. I do. I know. Uh, we're already going into the 12th game. And oh my god, this is this is surprising me more and more each time I'm playing it. Yeah. It is... It is wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll... I, a little I tangent, but it just made me think of it. So and you were I can lecturing see, me on my tangents now. <laughs> uh, I could see, but I'm, after playing those, I could see why they don't like playing season one because the campaigns have changed drastically right. from that one. Yeah, and my wife, which is funny because my wife doesn't generally like playing games. She very much was excited about the new seasons of Pandemic. Like she doesn't get excited about games at all. Yeah, and although she just recently agreed that at some point in the future she'll play Trails with me, so that's good. She has not given me. She she said explicitly at some point in the future at her choosing, that was the game she decided to play. So I don't know what that means, but she has agreed to it. So there's that, you know, sense of hope there. All right. So that means Pandemic Legacy Season One is moving on. No, I agree. Our next seed, number three, Wingspan versus our number six, Azul. Now this is going to be tough. This is going to be very tough. I mean, I know which categories I think uh, move on for it, but that's just me. So, let's see who's going to argue. You're going to be arguing the first one. I'm going to get freaking Azul. You watch. Probably. I know how much you like you like Wingspan. This is a hard one. Well, Wingspan's my, I think, my number three game of all time. Mm. It's so good I you get can't Azul. remember. Yep. Okay. All right. So, ease of play, hands down, is Azul. Azul. Yep. Take some tiles. And Put it, down some tiles. It puts up a fight in art production. Yes. I have some complaints. Okay. They had to come out with a whole expansion with overlays to make sure things don't spill out. So, and it's a whole sure. expansion. No, no, it adds modular boards too. It's not it just It does, that. but they, it's an expansion sure. for stuff. So, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I, I don't see it as big of a deal as, as you say it is. I think the boards work fine for what they do. Um, but I understand why why they made it. I, I'm just I don't saying. know. I say, but it's not going to beat Wingspan when it comes to art production. I 
the art is way better in Wingspan. See, I know, like, I know this is subjective, and I do like the art in Wingspan. I don't get me wrong; I really do. I just really, okay. I've always okay. really liked. I that have a question for Azul. you. Yeah. Have they made an Azul art book? Because they made a Wingspan art book. There's not enough art in Azul. It's just <laughs> exactly it's, no. But they've made buildings out of it. So. Like that, it's based off of a, an actual existing yes. building and one that was so notable. They decided to use those tiles as an influence then, for the game. Well, that's not saying anything because they made like six Azuls based off the building. They made based. four, <laughs> yes, and and each of those are are amazing architecture, which is why they've been inspired. I I'm not. Uh, we'll we'll break it down <laughs> more in a bit, but I I can't just wholeheartedly give it away yet. Yeah, no. But uh, the only thing is, I'm arguing for Azul. I know I should be arguing for Azul. Uh, mm-hmm. The only one I really can give it is Ease of Play. It's so simple. I love the draft- drafting mechanism in it. It makes some good choices, but there's a lot more stuff going on, on in Wingspan. Because you have to play smart to get your engine going. And <laughs> you have to argue Wingspan. I know. So. I'm... Uh, I'm not giving you a look. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, when we talk about game immersion too, Azul, it's it's it's. No, <laughs> I know, I know. I'll give you that. <laughs> game immersion. I'll give you Wingspan. As little theme as Wingspan really does have, I'll give you that. <laughs> Wingspan has more theme than Azul. I, that's. I give you that because uh, I do not yeah, argue you're not, that. You're fact. Not, oh, I'm only gonna put one tile here for I score there. Whereas I mean, I'm putting five tiles here for I can score here. <laughs> I, I, I will make my counter-argument in a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> but, yeah, so I I want to argue for Zol. I think it's the, a great game, but I think Wingspan is the better game. Okay. I I will... I, I won't say which and I'm one also, I think is the one yet. I'm also basing this off the fact that I can get my wife to play Wingspan. She won't touch Azul. Okay. <laughs> well, that's bias. <laughs> But no, hey. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I, that, that's fine. She de- she she definitely prefers more thematic games, and I appreciate that fact. Um, my wife doesn't care about theme, and she will <laughs> gladly play Azul over. Well, she would never touch Wingspan. Well, she yeah, really because Azul is faster, and she can get away from you quicker. That's probably not wrong. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. So I'm going to argue for Wingspan. Um, yes, the the art in it is is nice. It's really good. Um, there is a lot going on. It, it, for people who like the engine building part of it and like, you know, having just such an expansive ability, it's almost a sandbox game in a way. It really is because, yeah. uh, you can do the engine building as you're yes. saying, but I know some people who their goal that entire game is just to fill the board with birds. Yeah, exactly. You could either fill the board, you can go for the end game bonuses. You have a lot of different outlets to potentially win. Um, and that is really, that's a very satisfying thing. And so talking about game immersion, yes, it does fit the theme better, but here's the thing <laughs> in the theme of wingspan is you are bird watching, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're looking at pictures of birds. Okay. So that's pretty thematic. I mean, you're look, you're literally watching birds. I mean, <laughs> even though you're not like watching real birds, you're, but you're watching birds, right? Azul, the theme is you're laying tile. And you are literally laying tile. Like, literally. Uh, Other than Uh, the grout, that's exactly the theme. The mechanism matches exactly that. Really? Because, again, I'm going back to the... (laughs) I'm laying down five tile to only score one. Yes. Whereas you're watching 
a bird and suddenly get a benefit of getting more eggs because you're staring at a bird. <laughs> now, I know we can argue semantics, but no, I do, I do think game immersion goes to wingspan. I'm just saying, you're literally laying tiles, but you know, memorable moments, sure, wingspan, Man. player interaction, yeah. I mean, it. Yeah, you, I've, you been, talk about... I've been cursed out because I took the little penguin away from someone. Absolutely, no, that makes sense. <laughs> and then, of course, any of the birds that have the slightly suggestive name, everyone giggles <laughs> because we're all immature. Where we're, we're adults, adults playing with toys, you <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. it's, it's fine. I will give a game immersion, a hundred percent. Ease of play, obviously, is as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now. So replay value, <coughs> wingspan. Um, the only thing I would give that is length of time in scaling. Well, go. I think oh, goes, Azul, yeah, it goes to Azul just because it's way way shorter. Um, wingspan does can care. I feel like personally, wingspan kind of outstays its welcome a little bit sometimes. Um, depending on of course who you're playing with, yeah. it, it's more obvious. But like, yeah, unless you're like, <laughs> I, I've, I've been better about that lately. Um, but. The the thing is, I want to go with meaningful choice. I do think Azul gets this because, uh, and my counter argument why I don't think Wingspan has as much meaningful choice as Azul is because it falls into that same category of like arbitrary choices. Everything you do is pretty good, and all the birds do have that ability. And you have so many different things to consider. You're like, well, if I play this bird, then I'm going to really benefit towards this end game goal. But then I won't be able to run this engine. Where if I'm, if I'm, if I'm playing uh, a bird to my field, that'll get me a lot more eggs, which will let me get more birds, and that's good, you know. And a lot of that makes it literally like you could just play arbitrarily, and I and we have, you know, and there there are some turns where you're like, everything I do is good, so like let me go with the prettier bird, you know, and that's an arbitrary choice. Whereas in Azul, it's all 100%. When you make a choice of what tiles you take, you consider your board, you consider what else is out there, you consider where it is and what everyone else has. Every choice matters. As to, Even if you had two blue tiles here and two blue tiles there, which one are you going to take? Because the other tiles go into the middle. Like that is a very, very meaningful choice. And that affects other players' long-term strategy. So I think Azul does get meaningful choice. I'm sorry, you lost me. What? <laughs> I think Azul gets meaningful choice because of that, personally. Uh, I can't disagree with you, but I can disagree with you. It's it's weird. Right. I know you want to disagree with me because but that, when you fun. when you go to the arbitrary choice part of it, it's right. yeah, it, I, because there's so many good choices. Right. What can it, you choose? I'll it's give not you that. to say it's not strategic. I still think Wingspan it's, is it's moving strategic. on just because art and production. No. Okay, so let's talk about art and production. Okay, so graphic design. I think this is worth noting that there really is no graphic design in Azul, right? Yeah. It's just literally the board. It's the board. Yeah. You have two-sided. One gives you the pattern and one doesn't. Yeah. And I mean, and they did account for colorblindness too by adding the textures on or the silk screen onto the tiles that would yeah. be most likely to affect. So I can't knock them for that, unlike the second one. What's funny is the one we're arguing um, is not even my favorite Azul. <laughs> That's right. No, exactly. It is my just about one of mine, but... Here's the thing. Art. Let's call that a wash. Because you and I both... we. I like the I like the art in Wingspan. I love the art in Azul. You like the art in Azul, but you love the art in Wingspan. Let's call even, it a wash. Honestly, I like the art in Azul, but I prefer the art in the Summer Pavilion. And I prefer... Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I get that. I actually prefer the original Azul the best. Honestly, I really myself. like the, the stuff for the newest one. 
Oh yeah, the the hexagonal ones. The, the garden, yeah. Yeah, the queen's one. So c- let's call art a wash, Fine. just in all fairness. Pieces of components. Th- this is interesting because um Azul, I mean, the tiles are really good quality tiles. They they're fine for what they do. The the board is really clear as to what it does. You know, it, it's it's a fine. little flimsy. Oh no, it's it's hard cardboard. Yeah. It's hard cardboard. It, it's it's fine for what it is. All the boards are hard cardboard. Now you're thinking of Summer Pavilion that has the mats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the original Azul had all cardboard. And so I prefer it, the actually it's, I it's prefer fine. the Azul play mats. I played with the, the yeah. Azul play mats. They're right. better. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And so Azul has good components. Now, a piece of components, I both like and dislike the eggs. <laughs> I, I like them because they're cool pieces. They're great. I hate the fact that they're different colors because that alludes like that's a reason they did that. And no, I feel like in because, a future expansion, they'll eventually allude well, to it. And, no, well, and they have even matter. have like the speckled ones because they're different colors because birds lay different colors. Right, I get it. But like when I see different colored pieces, I assume that there's a you, reason. That's for on it. you. But that that makes no, sense. That's an assumption on you. If you have different they colored tiles in a rule, they're just eggs because the different birds lay different it. colored eggs. I get eggs. it. And, but don't and correct me if I'm wrong. Don't you have to dismantle partially the bird feeder? Yeah, it's not that hard. No, it's not hard. It's not difficult. It's, it's not like completely... Just for it to fit in the apart. box, that's fine. Right. But, you but don't the fact have that to. you do have to dismantle it is... That's that that's a pet peeve of mine. I think it's an awesome piece. Like, it, it's really cool. It's a great dice tower. Just because tower. it's got to be dismantled? Most yes. dice towers can be dismantled and should. Yes. I, this I, way, it'll take a lot of room. <laughs> it, it's it's not necessary. No, it's another added step to set up. It's, it's silly. And it's not a hard setup. I'm uh, not saying I, it's hard. I'm not. I never once said it was difficult. I'm just saying. You're making mounds I, out of molehills for something just where you could try yes. to get Azul to move on. No, no, I'm not trying to get Azul to move on. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to take my bias out no, of real, it. Your bias about a, uh, a I'm dice just saying tower. The, cor- the pros and cons of it. I don't like taking <laughs> apart pieces to fit in a box. You're t- arguing about a dice tower, and honestly, yes. it's just two pieces. All you got to do is boom, and it's done. No, it's fine. Those dice towers are built like that, or I other know. ones will fold, but they couldn't right. do it for this. Right. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying I don't personally like that. Then, again, you you just said you're taking your bias out of it, and then you say personally don't right. like it. That I don't means personally you're putting like that. your bias in it. Right. I don't personally like it. I'm just saying it. I'm not... I'm not saying that disqualifies it. I'm just saying that it, if you I know, had like a piece two sentences that I ago, didn't have you're to. like, I'm taking the bias out of it, and then right. say, <laughs> yes, yeah, no, I I know what I'm saying. I'm not disagreeing with you. We're arguing the same thing in a different way. <laughs> what I'm saying though is that I, as I can't knock anything in wingspan as far as components go. If I were to say anything negative, it would be because you have to take apart the bird feeder. And that would go with me with Azul and the and, fact that their the, expansion had to give you uh, an overlay. Yeah. An overlay. Right, exactly. It's we're picking at picking at uh picking at arguments, you know. It's it's a minor thing or or picking at picking at leaves, is that the term? What are, you know what I'm saying? You're or, making saying mountains out of molehills, that's what it right, is. Right, exactly. <laughs> so with that being said, I I do think because of that, art and production goes to Wingspan, and Wingspan 32, would move yeah. on. Just barely. I'll give you just yeah. barely. I, I think Azul is a fine game. It's just not my favorite in the trilogy, I'll tell right. you that much. In fact, I think I might, if it depends on how the fourth one plays. Right. But I think it I'm really going to like the fourth one, too, because it looks very interesting about building the gardens. 
Exactly. And we've been, unfortunately, ignoring our, our viewers real quick who's added some comments. Um, Dice Chuck, great seeing you as always. Um, almost bought his rule several times. Looks like the game I'd like. Problem is, m- my players are co-op junkies. That's fair. Um, yeah. I, I get why they don't like abstracts. I don't know what it is about Azul specifically that a lot of people who don't like abstracts still like Azul. There's, there's quite a few people that tend to like me, it. Me, I'm not a huge abstract fan. Right. I, I, I like Azul. Again, and I've, I've mentioned this a couple times, but out of the three, I play this one second over Summer Pavilion. Sure. Or Summer Pavilion's the only one I play over all the other Azuls. Just because I like the how more thinky that one is. Yeah. What I would honestly suggest to you, Dice Chuck, is have your friends meet you at uh, at a game cafe if you have one near you, and if not, a game library that you could borrow it from and have them try it. I think they'll actually be more surprised than they think than, than you think. Be- and, and most people who I show it to, it's kind of one of those like instant like gateway kind of style games. I've had a lot of people fall in love with Azul and gaming because of Azul alone. Man. My wife hates that game. Yep. It, it's it's really definitely the rarity that we see people hate it at the shop. I think it's because she she doesn't like the fact that you can figure out the pattern very easily, and she likes to think... Well, she's a freaking savant when it comes to that, <laughs> so... Nuts. Yeah, but I'm saying it just doesn't hit her... Um, she would be probably creatively. amazing at bridge. Oh, yeah, she'd be probably kill us. Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> like, if you and me it. were partners in Bridge, we'd yeah. be destroyed, and she would have... We would have to play four players, and she would be on a team by herself, <laughs> and and just not play with a third player, and have that disadvantage, and still probably beat us, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Then hate, and then hate the game because of it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I get that, but I know plenty of people... Actually, Azul is one of the few games where, in one sitting, we technically played it three times in a row. We had a good friend of ours come over um, before she moved away not too long ago, uh, a couple years ago, and we sat down and played the first Azul, which was the first time my wife played it, and she was like, wow, this is really cool. Like, do you have another game like it? I'm like, I have Azul, the second one, and we played that, and she was like, wow, this is really cool too, but she was like, honestly, I really like the first one a lot. Can we play that again? And so we played three Azuls back to back. And it was, and I think she had since bought a copy after she moved. So it's, you know, that was her favorite game of all time. And my wife actually ended up falling in love with it on that same day. So there you go. I, I really dislike the second one. I know. I just, why are you giving me start? I know it's supposed to be stained glass, but come on, be nice here. If you're going to at least put the, 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 the sigils into it, uh-huh. at least differentiate them don't just put it like oh here's a little steam imprint on this this right. way you can try to see it if the light's low you're screwed yeah i know i know <laughs> it's a fine game i like it it's just because of that because of those, those colors. pieces yeah oh yeah. mm-hmm. drives me insane yep all righty moving <laughs> on to our next round everdale versus quacks of quinlanburg all right this is gonna be a tough one for yeah. me anyways for you i i have a clear favorite oh, yeah. i have a clear favorite too and you're gonna be shocked and you'll probably be arguing for it. Yeah, I am. All right, let's go. All right, I'm arguing for Quacks of Quinlanburg. Let's go. Uh, I think it's for move on. I'm just not even going to deny it. I love Everdell. Everdell's like one of my highest rated games, but just that I was mentioning it to my partner today when we were at work, when I was describing the games that were on our top eight debate. For the sheer fact, Quacks of Quinlanburg should move on is because it's the most sheer fun on this list. Mm-hmm. compared to all other yep. eight games this is the one that just it 
gives the giggles. It gives the moments. Yep. You have the fact that you're egging on your opponent. I'd be like, come on, I'll pull one if you pull one. Let's, let's <laughs> see what happens. We're both only need one more to blow up. So let's see who blows up this turn. Yep. I, I find it. It's a phenomenal game. I say it's easier to play than Everdale. And it is. that's saying something. I love Everdale. I think it's a great game. But it is, it's not a welcoming game. Nope. I know some people are saying, like, I'll show people every day I'm like, who are new to gaming and be like, why? Yeah, no. I'm, I'm someone who's been in the gaming for several years. Mm-hmm. I, I have a board gaming podcast. I would not show it to someone who's new into gaming. No. I wouldn't show it to someone for their second step into gaming. Right. I would show it to them after they've established what they like and how they do it. Oh, you like uh, engine builders, like Gizmos. Okay. Oh, I, you I like... strongly feel that if you showed somebody Everdell as their first would game, they would, they would not play games after yeah. that. I, so for me, if you, someone says, hey, I like worker placement games. These are the games I've played. Oh, hey, I also like engine buildings. I like Gizmos and stuff like that. Okay, let me try you on this and see how you yep. take it. Mm-hmm. Because you've established you like right. these type of you games. You have to build those base mechanisms yeah. first. I would not show them this as their first game no. or one of their first few games. Or yeah. I might show them Quacks and Quedlinburg. Oh, exactly. Quacks and Quedlinburg is the, the – oh, you want to have some fun? Yeah. You want to have some shenanigans? Let's play Quacks. Let's see how yeah. that goes. <laughs> <laughs> so going based on our criteria alone, Quacks wins ease of play. Yes. Uh, I will say Everdale probably would get meaningful choice. There is a lot of choices you have to make in the yep. game. But expandability, replay value, the sh- uh, length of time and scaling well, I give to Quacks. Yes. Everything else, everybody's I, simultaneous. Yeah. Everything else, I would say it goes to Everdale just because... It has more expansions mm-hmm. and to get through all the cards and stuff like that you have to do. Okay. I'll give you that. But when it comes to game immersion, it's quacks. Well, no, hold on. Minimum number of plays for full experience. I know there are a lot of cards, but every single, uh, each one of the things for Quacks of Quedlinburg, each one of the ingredients has four different sides to choose from in the base box alone. That is a lot of being able to play. Even if you play with okay. everything, each I've different played- side, that's a minimum four plays. I've played Everdale at least five times. I still haven't seen everything in that game, just in the base game alone. Because of the variable setup on, like, the, what is it, the the cards that give you goals or uh, the new worker placement parts based on those cards. I haven't seen all of them in that game. Um, I know there's a couple that I have not seen, Uh, as well as the, the character cards that are in that game as well. I haven't seen almost every one, I think. I think there's only two that I haven't seen in my entire game. How many are there? There's quite a bit. I can't think of them off the top of my head. I have it over there. But... Is, is it just that you haven't seen them or mathematically it's impossible to see them with how many times you played it? Like if there's 12 and you've only played it 10 times um, and you take two, you can only get 10 of them. That, that's what I'm wondering. Cause... I don't know if it's mathematically. I just think it's the rule of the shuffle. But I mean, the stack is like this big. So there's, right. and there's only very few that are of the same. There's only, I think... There's two... No, there's only one queen. There's only one king. There's only one palace. Oh, you mean of the cards? Of the cards. Yeah, but like you and me went through like a third of them in a two-player game. No, we didn't. We have. We didn't. We went through, through a lot We of went them. through a lot. We didn't go through a third of them. The only time I went through a third of them was when I played a four-player game. Yeah, that means three plays for four players. That's not saying much, but yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean... But I, I, I still think... The minimum there plays to get the full experience at at it's Everdale. There's just a lot going. I'm not on. trying to say yes or no. Would you be willing to call it a wash? 
Sure, I'll call it a wash. Okay. Just because you're a big weenie. No, I'm just thinking like mathematically. I think like realistically you could play four games of it and see everything in Ever- Everdale. I do think that's possible. It's possible. I'm but... not saying it's com- – but it's the same like – the same counter argument with Quacks of Quedlinburg is that like bare minimum to, to experience all of the different well, ingredients that, is four plays. It, if we're going to call it a wash, so... then the entire replay value is a wash. Okay. Because uh, Quacks is not touching on expandability. No, but I would be willing to lean it more because of how much more expansive the expansions are. Well, Whereas, like, you only get one additional ingredient in the expansions for the other things. And a couple little other mechanisms for Quacks. I'm still, I could still give it replay value. I just think that as far as uh, minimum number of plays, that, that part's still a lot. Well, all, you already said length of time is scaling well. So yes. it's not going to weigh to Everdell's side. Okay. So... All right, fair enough. I just don't want to get to the argument. I'm tired. I want this to end. <laughs> and you're being annoying. <laughs> just trying to give it its fair... This is Champions of Champions, man. We can't just set aside like some arbitrary choice that we don't remember. We, we got to be clear about The only about thing it. is you don't remember Everdale. That's the problem. <laughs> That's why I'm wondering. Like, if you if you saw everything different every time... What is what is in your opinion? What is the bare no, minimum number of plays? If if every card you saw was different from one play to the next, what's the minimum number of plays? Well, I've played five times and I still haven't seen everything. But and I'm no, more... I'm not, that's I'm saying best case scenario. If you if you've gone through, like let's say you play it once and you take all the cards you played and you just set them aside, and now you're only playing with the stuff that you haven't played with. What in your opinion? How many times would it I take to know. play? I don't do math. I'm just saying you how I felt. Because I can guarantee it's a minimum four for quacks. And if you can because say because you you're a four. nerd and do <laughs> math, <laughs> which is why we do this podcast, right? No, that that's what I'm saying. I I can guarantee it's a minimum four plays for quacks. Uh, base I, base going out of the box. That's yeah. why I'm calling it a wash. But the thing is, I I've said I've played it five times and I haven't seen everything. Right. How many? You've played four times. You see. Oh, I played everything. more than four times. No, I've saying, never played with one side, so therefore <laughs> I haven't seen everything. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't, you can't say it like that because I have not played with one side of of some of the ingredients yet. So I have not seen everything because of that. And I've even played the solo variant. So yeah. So I'm and just I still saying, haven't like, seen everything. I it's just I guarantee that there's a minimum four because there's four sides to the ingredients. That's why I know that. It's not. It's not nerdiness. Oh, I mean, it is. We're, yeah, we're totally it is. arguing. You're going through the statistics, and I'm telling you, <laughs> right. I've played five games. I haven't seen everything. You right. know for a fact you have to play four games. I don't know what the minimum number is. That's what I'm asking. Do you think that it's it's, it's ma- well, at least five? Like to at to minimum, I think it's five. I haven't seen everything, <laughs> and I'm the only one that plays it regularly. Okay, so you think like there's no possible way you could play only four games and see everything. In, in Everdale. I don't think so, but it's been a while okay. since I've actually, you know, dug where I don't... Like, with Wingspan, I've taken things... Okay, we've played this game, we're going to play it again. Let's not use the discard and just try what we have. What we have. I haven't done that with Everdale because I just want to keep playing how sure. it is. Because you take cards out right. and you're going to No, that would the take engine. the fun out of it. Yeah. yeah, it totally would. I'm just saying mathematically is, like, what's the minimum number of plays for the full experience? You could... If Honestly, you could go through I, it I think times. it's going to be... A lot, especially if you throw in the expansions, because there is a lot of stuff with the expansion too. Because it's modular, all the expansions are modular too. Right. Yeah, but so are so are quacks. I'm saying base. Oh yeah, base. I just I that's why I'm calling it a wash because I don't know, (laughs) and 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 there's not and you can't realistically make like a determination for it. So then let's Uh, just call it a wash. Fine, let's call it a wash and move on. (laughs) And yes, creative chaos. Many nerds play games though. That's absolutely right. 
Uh, game immersion. Quacks. Quacks. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> because when you draw the cherry bombs, you feel like everything just blew up in your face. Like, literally, you're like, ah, oh, no, that was the worst. Like, darn it. Yeah, and sometimes it gets annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Because, yeah. no, he doesn't just do it on the podcast. He was like, okay, let me do this, 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 and this. Oh, we could do this in about four moves. It's like, come on, man. Let me enjoy the game. Uh, to add context to that statement, that wasn't an annoying thing about the player interaction. Uh, that was an annoying thing because Creative Chaos said that I am being a very math-heavy individual. But Yes. Uh, so, game immersion, Quacks of Quedlinburg, we agree? Yes. Um, art and production. Everdale, this is, probably. This is tough. Yeah, Everdale. Now, this is taking the tree out of context. The right. game board is really nice by itself. game board's beautiful. The pieces are great. They're great. And I, like a, the fact that they're all different meeples, animal meeples. And right. they're like, the red ones are all cardinals. The blue ones are all starlings. The black ones are all rats. So you have right. different cuts based on just the base game itself mm-hmm. not to mention all the expansions they give you at minimum four new creatures that you can use as right. colors it's just ridiculous i remember when i showed you i was like i got the expansions today and i just started throwing things out and you're like good lord man <laughs> yeah because yeah, it, it, it's obnoxious how much to the point where i have to have it in two boxes until my big box gets in right now so let me ask you this though because you've made this argument before is the different materials used for the pieces. Do you feel that distracts or detracts from Everdell? Whereas Quax is all consistent cardboard. It is, and, or it does and doesn't. I can understand, like, because tactilely it makes sense. Like, the berries are rubbery. Mm-hmm. Where the sticks are hard pieces. The ambers are hard pieces. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense in my mind because they're representing a certain right. thing. But the coins in that game are cardboard, which coins should be metal. My coins are metal. You got to be upgraded ones. The base ones are cardboard. Well, the the only one you could get for the longest time was the one with the metal. The collector's right. edition from the Kickstarter, which is the one I have. Right. But the retail uh, has But the retail is cardboard. Yeah. I've never played the retail, so I can't really make right. an argument about that based on your other arguments out there. <laughs> so, But I'm just saying, I'm bringing that up just for sake of consistency. Do you think that's enough to detract from it? Uh, not on this one, because again, it makes sense in my mind, because you're getting that tactile difference. Okay. The I mean, berries, I don't disagree with you. I think yeah, the, the berries are squishy are because they're supposed to be berry. Yeah. The twigs are hard, and they look like twigs. They're made out of wood. Well, yeah. yeah. They, so. so, yeah, they have to be that way. Right. The amber uh, is feels like amber because it's right. made out of like the... Um, it's plastic. Like a, like a plastic gemstone. So, mm-hmm. you if yeah. you felt a, a smooth piece of amber, it's what it's supposed sure. to feel that. Whereas Quacks, I don't have a problem with it. I understand why people are upgrading it because of the cardboard, because of ex- playthroughs and stuff like that. They do the oils in your skins and stuff like that can mess them up. I've seen some copies where they're It they're won't faded. affect the gameplay at all. No, it won't affect the gameplay, right. but I've seen where people... It, yeah. Honestly, I want my sure. game to be as pristine as possible yep. where I can get multiple playthroughs. And I'm if, saying that as a proud owner of the Geek Up bits, which yeah. I think are phenomenal for that but game if you're, because your that's tactically really great. Rubbing out the like the pictures of like one of the cherry bombs, yeah, they're two sided, but it's still it's right. going to be something that annoys people, especially someone like my wife who, right. if something doesn't look like it's supposed to, it's just going to drive yeah. their. Well, I mean that's why Azul is so satisfying. Reaching in that bag of like the plastic tiles, it feels really good. It's it, it it's a good feeling. Okay, when you're reloading. 
the thing. It's the same idea when you're pulling the plastic bits from Quacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Geeka bits. That's why those are so. No, popular. it's very sad. Yeah. It's not just that because people are putting their their Quack stuff into like coin cases too, just to mm-hmm. protect the cardboard. Because just multiple plays, things are going to start fraying. I wonder if that's. I see, and this is how I feel about it. I don't think that's more to protect the cardboard. I think it's just more to give it more of a clunk and a and a tactile no, benefit no. from pulling it out. That's why I did it. No, it's, have it's, you have you been paying attention to any of the no, board I, game forums? Absolutely, sure. People are talking about like things are getting frayed, and a lot of people want to keep their stuff as pristine as possible. Sure. That's why people sleeve their cards. Yeah, and so everything I read about it is wasn't for the fact that they want the tactile, the the clinking and stuff like that. They just like we want to protect these because they're starting to wear and tear. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so, I I personally I didn't. I I bought again, it because personally right no but i mean you're you're going by the opinions of others i mean but the thing is like i bought it because I'm going it's more by tactile. the consensus of others we should we should add this to the poll <laughs> let's do that <laughs> right, like plastic bits or cardboard just fine all right no, so but, well, let's so pieces of down. components ease of play um quacks quacks replay value um wash wash meaningful choice everdell everdell game immersion quacks quacks Art Art production. production. Everdell. Everdell. Okay. Oh, wow. Everdell's moving on. I did not expect that. No, it's 2-2. Yeah, 2-2 with a wash. Everdell's moving on. Everdell's moving on. (laughs) Yep, that's fine. Oh, man. This is good. The first bracket is all you. The second bracket is all me. (laughs) Yes, it is. That's right. The pretty games versus the boring games. (laughs) Oh, goodness. That's true. All right. So that means... That our next bracket, uh, well, before we do that, I'm sorry, let's go in, let, let's tell people how many votes that each of our eliminated four games got, and also what categories did they win? Uh, I already went through the categories, but I'll do it again. Let me just grab the board I need. There we go. All right. So our first elimination was our number one seed, Mansions of Madness, which won Cthulhu Mythos and Exploration. And it had... Let me just do a quick refresh on this real quick, just where we can get the right number. It had 19 votes, so it was up there. It's our number one, two, three, fourth vote getter. That follows up with our number seven seed cartographers being eliminated, and it had four votes. Our fewest vote getter. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not... It's okay. I'm yeah. hurting a little bit looking at the poll too. So no. <laughs> no, but see, I don't mind the cartographers because it's it's popular, but it's not popular like you would expect. Right. It's like a cult following, if anything. Right. Uh, moving on, the next one eliminated was our number six seed, Azul. It was at thirteen votes. It was p- towards the bottom. It was six. Hey. Six. It was our number six seed. So hey, it fits. That works. That works. Hey, moving on. Quacks of Quinlanburg, the most recently eliminated, was our number five seed, and it was actually our fifth best vote getter at seventeen. All right, there we go. <laughs> so, other than one game, we're actually going with how the people voted. That's right. Yeah, other than one. So we'll see how that works out in our next round. So, with that being said, our First round of the semifinals, yeah, semifinals, yep. is Pandemic Legacy Season 1 versus Carcassonne, two of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, yeah. So, 
<laughs> I will feel, you know, I will even, I, I'm offering you something, a little change of pace for, for nope, our champion champions. Now, let's talk about this for a minute. How about we each just like explain our internal conflict as we are internally debating it? <laughs> like I'll take the first one, you take Everdell and Wingspan, and we'll just go with it. <laughs> like which, like I, I feel like it would be entertaining for the it, people. It would be entertaining, but it's breaking our rules, and therefore, <sighs> all right. I mean, that's going to be a lot of internal conflict. I'll start us off. Pandemic season one. Okay. So okay, I do think Carcassonne is a better game myself. I do <clears> think <throat> Pandemic should move on. As well. Because. Just going by the categories. Ease of play, Carcassonne, obviously. But the art and production. Close, but sure. Huh? Close, yeah. but not. It's not Carcassonne's obviously. not difficult. It's, <laughs> it's No, it's obvious. It's it's literally a jigsaw piece. You can only put green against green. You can only put city against city and roads against roads. Like, you just. You you pick a tile and you put it down. There's not. It, it doesn't get simpler than that. Sure scoring. Fine. Whatever. It's, it ain't simpler than Pandemic. Not even yeah, by a no, long shot. Yeah, no, it's not simpler than Pandemic. Not even by a long shot. <laughs> yeah, no, Pandemic is simpler. Ease of play. No. Think about what you just said. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm fighting the internal conflict right now. Don't throw me off. You know what I mean? Do as I do, not as I say. Uh, <laughs> That's such a parent answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, you really are. So, Carcassonne is easier. Hands down. But Pandemic... Definitely has the game immersion beyond Carcassonne. <laughs> I mean, even I even like the historical meaning behind Carcassonne. Like, I I I do. Like, it's I think not it's funny. That thematic, no, it's though, not thematic. It's not a thematic game. The I just like Star the theme Wars of one it. is more thematic. <laughs> oh no, it's not. Anything you roll dice for combat is just a no. <laughs> no, I mean like, I mean like I like the the concept That's of what, what Carcassonne did Star Wars, as a city. The Star Wars Carcassonne is more thematic than Carcassonne to yeah. the fact that how many times have they reskinned it? No, it was literally like I like the history of Carcassonne, the French city, because I like the game so much. I actually looked into the history. It's literally like like villages were just making their own walls, not sure what everyone else was doing, more or less. <laughs> like it's just that's funny. That's a no, weird little funny, patch of history but... that was that's entertaining. But okay, game immersion. Back to back to my thoughts. Pandemic Legacy hands down has game immersion. It definitely has more meaningful choice because there is no random in Pandemic other than the card shuffle, and that's the exact same as the tile being shuffled. And art and production on Pandemic Legacy. It because of the legacy aspect of it because it set the standard. The production was great. The pieces are also really good, and I like the art on pandemic better and replay value goes to pandemic that's what i'm saying like it's almost like it, it's almost a wash how does replay value go to pandemic? minimum number of plays for um, yeah well, well it just gets destroyed by expandability that's true and scaling <laughs> like the time of scaling well okay sometimes pandemic so replay value goes <laughs> goes kark yeah i but yeah the minimum number of plays you go through every tile in kark yeah. That's just how it is. That's the game, end of the game. And even with the expansions. Oh, God. So yeah. many expansions. Yeah, and there's some really great ones, too. Like, some of them some of them are really entertaining, and then some of them are really, like, divisive, like the catapult. Uh, I mean... I was thinking more of, like, the princess I know and the, the princess. Dragon. Said, that's the biggest jerk expansion, but when you're literally launching cardboard oh, tiles God, to other people... Oh, that's the biz- biggest jerk expansion, I am totally not playing that one with you, because you're the biggest jerk. Oh, yeah. No, that dragon would head straight towards you every time. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> we'd have to buy one of those giant minis from, from like D and D, like just oh, yeah, set yeah. it on the top. It'll cover like six tiles. Oh, what is it? What is that big one that, that everybody? Ashalon? Yeah, yeah. We just <laughs> set it right there in the middle of the the field. It's like it's covering three farms. Um, but it's just it's. I I do think because of those. I have to on. argue for Carcassonne. I can't disagree with you though. Okay. I do think Carcassonne's slightly easier. The scoring's still stupid, but especially now the scoring's better since they took out the stupid farmers. But when I was taught it, it no. was the farmers in there. Right. And I thought and that was the most annoying thing. And there to was grasp. a lot of controversy too. Like I followed it a lot where they were debating they're like, is four points like too much for farmers per town? Because that's a really big swing. Should it be three points? And for a while they decided like three points is probably better. And then they just realized they're like, you know what? Honestly, is at this point, it's optional. Four Honestly, points, optional. I just, Done. I, I think it's better that they took the farmers out for when you're teaching it to new people. That's right. the one that always dragged people down. Yes, and so I think it's a better thing, especially when people want to use Carcassonne as a welcoming game. Yeah. And Heinz fifty seven ketchup said, did they take the farm out the farm scoring in the newer editions of Carcassonne? It is considered an optional variant. Personally, I like the farmers. I get why people don't. Yeah, I just... I f- and by the way, great name. <laughs> <laughs> and my only issue with it, and honestly, is because when I was taught the farmers the first time, it was not something easy to grasp. Mind no, you, it's not. it was one of the first few games I played. Right. I think it was like maybe the third or fourth game I ever played. And right. so that way that scored was just difficult, or it, a pain in the butt for you me. You know what's, it, part of the difficulty is, it, it's easy to see the towns, and it's easy to well, see where the roads are going, but for some reason, the negative space between it well, is the, a lot more difficult to see. It's not just that, though, if you think about it, because it's easy to follow. Okay, hey, look, I put my meeple here, I'm in a town, I just I gotta make sure it closes off. Right. If I put my meeple here, I'm in a monastery, or an abbey, whatever they want to call mm-hmm. it, I have to, I need this to fill all the way around. Right. Those are easy enough to remember. When you're in a farm, you have to remember, okay, the roads are going here. Make sure it doesn't wrap around. Make sure the towns are closed. Whereas when I'm putting it down in a castle or I'm putting it down, all I have to worry about is that. I don't have to worry about, okay, now i got to start making sure these towns close up for I can get my points. Make sure no one else gets on this area or else I'm not going to get my points either. It's a lot to grasp for new gamers. Yeah, that's fair. For that aspect. Yeah, but I, I don't disagree. It's still a fine game. Again, I just won't play it with you. We've established this the mm-hmm. entire time. <laughs> Replay value with the expansions. There's a ridiculous amount of expansions. In fact, I think this one is... Yep, this is the one that has the most expansions. Yes. And that's saying something because Cartographers is coming out there. So they just had... Let's see, uh, for Cartographers... They just had the recent four expansions, and they're releasing another four expansions just for stores. And then they're releasing another four-pack for stores. So so that would exceed it. Yeah, that's at 12. Well, well, it wouldn't exceed it because there are six mini expansions for Carcassonne. Well, there's there's too many uh, 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 skills expansions. Right. And then you have the Phantom expansion. And then you have the Magazine <laughs> yeah. expansion. But I'm just saying, the only one here is Cartographers, no. and it's just basically yeah. map packs. Right. Yeah. And each expansion nowadays in Carcassonne has like two or three mo- or three or four modules <laughs> in it. So like the Hills, Hills Sheep and whatever, you know, it had like vineyards and it had sheep where you could put tiles on top of other tiles or hills. And then you had the sheep, which do different things. It's just a... You now have like a compendium of like twelve different like types of meeples that you have to use. 
Um, if I had to get one big expansion beyond Rivers and Monastery, what would you pick? I like Bridges, uh, but Traders and Builders are really good. Don't get Catapults. Um, or the Dragon and Princess. Yeah. Uh, the Big Top was not very good. Um, it was okay. It was fine. Uh, hills and Sheep I liked actually quite a bit. And off the top of my head, those are the main ones that are sticking out. But definitely... I, I've uh, only played with... Oh, no, Rivers and Expansion. Um... Uh, Inns and Cathedrals, that's the main one. You de- that's the that's the definite expansion you should get. After Inns and Cathedrals, um, either the Bridges, um, which is, it's pretty fun, or probably uh, the other one that it escaped in my head that I just said. All right, we're going to get off tangent. Yeah. Uh, we're both in agreement. Pandemic Season 1 moves on. To the Agreed. Okay. Because we need to get to the next one. Yep. Wingspan versus Everdell. Hi. I don't care which one moves on. <laughs> I know I'm which one I think is going to move on. Glad to help, Hines. All right, so I'll be arguing this one. And knowing my luck, I'll get Everdell. No, you get Wingspan. Okay, I can argue Wingspan. <laughs> I did a terrible job of it earlier, but I can argue Wingspan. No, Wingspan, I well, mean... Well, you've been doing a terrible job the whole podcast. Oh, <laughs> sir. Sir. Can you hand me that lightsaber over there? <laughs> no, so... No, Wingspan, I mean, I it, it beats Everdell. In my opinion. It, sure, Everdell, they both do engine building, right? One does it better. Wingspan does it better, hands down. Because that is, instead of engine building per se, it's not, everything's going to break off of everything. No. It's literally, you pick a row, pick the column where, where the birds are, you you play those actions. Now, I don't think that's easier than necessarily than worker placement or, or like contract fulfillment, which is what Everdell is. Mm-hmm. It, it, there is more to it than that. But, I mean, endgame bonuses are not difficult to, to figure out. Oh, jeez. Each of the way the points work out, it, it's not that big of a deal. Um, they both have a fantastic production. But, I mean, I and I've been very good about not bringing up Everdell's elephant in the room. Yeah, I'll bring up and the elephant in the room. It's the tree. It's it, the tree. It, it's a beautiful I, piece that should not be in the game because it covers up part of the board and Especially if you're playing on a small table and yep. a four-player. Mind you, this is also a freaking ridiculous table right. eater. Yeah, and you it makes it difficult ex- to see the cards, though. That's in, the problem. Well, not even that. If you add the expansions in it, too, yep. they add sideboards. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Arkham Horror and Eldritch Horror. Now, that's not to say Wingspan <laughs> is exactly tiny. No, no. Either, no. because everybody has their own board that holds 12 full-size cards, at least, you know, or even more oh, than that. Those boards are nice. The boards I, are I really nice. I really want to yeah. get the, the Wingspan playmats because they're double-sided. Yeah. So they have the original board on one side and the, the Oceania expansion boards on the other yeah. side. I don't know that I think the eggs are necessarily better than the components that are in the resources in Everdell. I do. I don't think they are as nice, just barely. The eggs are nice, but functional wise, and I'm surprised you didn't bring up this point. They only there for points. They really have yes. no other function in the game than putting eggs on there for points at the end of the no, game. No, no, no. They have the function of you have to pay eggs in order to put birds oh, yeah. out okay, farther so they later got, on. Yeah, you they're pay eggs they're a currency. They're a sort of. Yeah. In a way. But all yeah. the other stuff in Everdale, they all really serve a lot of functions. Right. You need it for, you know, putting buildings out there or paying for uh, one of the goals out there. Mm-hmm. So, functionally, the the stuff makes better sense in yep. Everdale. Mind you, the tree, I agree with you. I love the game. I yep. love the tree. That's stupid. 
stupid. Yeah, it really is. It's it's just that the the only reason why that is uh, I have not tried my Belfair yet. The only one I've played is the um, the uh, the Pearl expansion, mm-hmm. uh, the one that gives you the pearls. I can't remember what it, River Folk and Pearls. I think is what it's called. Pearl Pearlbrook. Pearlbrook. There we yeah. go. How did I know that? Because you're looking at it right there. No, I didn't look back. <laughs> I, I just remembered Pearlbrook because I think that's a cool name. Yeah. It's just, uh, it, that one's the only one I played. I heard Belfair's really good. Yeah. It's just, again, this is one that, for me, Everdell's one of the harder ones to get to the table. Mm-hmm. And I have to argue for it. I mean, you have to grow a whole tree. Like, who has time for that, really? <laughs> But, fact, I mean, minimum number of plays, you got to plant yeah, a seed. You can't really hope. see it, but the tree is built up there. I don't even put it back in the box. Right. And then the other tree's over there. Yep. yep. <laughs> Just because it's a pain in the butt to build that tree every every time. Yep. Talk about taking apart components to put them in the box, right? <laughs> that one, that yeah. one is ridiculous. That's way more steps. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> that one's ridiculous. I won't do it. I could do it the the, the bird, or not the bird yep. feeder, the birdhouse, because it's, it's simple enough. It's just, you take this off, put it down, you take this off, you slide it under. That's it. You know why, and and I'm going to let you finish your argument, but you know why Wingspan has my vote to move on? Why is that? Because Jamie Stegmeier is a cool dude. <laughs> and he deserves that his company should have a game move on. No, I don't disagree Friend of the you. podcast, Jamie Stegmeier, Stegmeier right? yeah, we have Versus whoever's involved with Everdell, who's never been a part of our podcast. So uh, Starling Games. Cool. <laughs> They're not I do, in our podcast. <laughs> I would like to get Elizabeth Hargrave on here. That would be great. Yeah, that would be really good. Yeah. I think she's a phenomenal game designer. I haven't tried Mariposa's. <laughs> Starling is kind of evil. <laughs> I mean, great production, but they've not said it. I don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I agree with you. Wingspan should move on. But I want to break this down just because I'm intrigued. Okay. Ease of play. Which one's easier? <laughs> uh, Wingspan. Span. Yes. You want you want to know why I think wingspan is easier? Right. Why? Less steps. <laughs> My the reason I think wingspan is easier is because it eases into the play. Mm-hmm. Like and 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 not to say Everdell doesn't. I mean, worker placement is, and trading in like components for for contracts is not difficult. But literally, when you start the game of wingspan, you have four act or three actions to choose. And then as you play your birds, that makes the actions better. Yeah. But it doesn't change anything from those three actions. Whereas Everdell, it's like, do I want to go for endgame stuff? No, I'm no, going to go yeah. worker placement, which lets me do That's cards, or I can play cards. It's or, less yeah. steps. Less steps, yeah. It's, it's less things you have to pay attention to. This one is like, oh, that's a cool bird. I'm going to put it out here. Wingspan is more efficient. Yeah. yeah. Uh, replay value. Um, Ooh. 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 Neither of them scale well. <laughs> They're, I will say both this: long both. They they are long both. I would rather play a four player game of Wingspan than Everdell because I played a two player game of Everdell and it took a while. Yeah, I'd believe that. Minimum uh, number of plays, uh, probably. How many cards are in each? I mean, they're, they've got to be comparable. I think minimum number of plays for full experience would go to Wingspan, just because the base game alone, there's like a hundred cards, and they're all indiv- they're different. There's no there's same card. One. Okay. There is a lot in there, um, and to the point where we were talking about with Everdell, I've literally took cards out just where we could see all of them. 
And I had I actually have it. I set thought up. you were so opposed to that, sir. <laughs> because we had to, if I wanted to see all the birds, and That's mainly true. I was doing that for. I mean, you are bird watching, right? Uh, I mainly was doing it when I was doing the solo play, just where I could see how all the birds work. And right. I, I do have to say, the solo play on Wingspan is really good. I enjoy mm-hmm. it a lot more so than the one on Everdale. Okay, so if that was one of our criteria, Wingspan would win hands. I mean, you know more about playing with yourself than. I mean, I'm sorry, I had to go there. No, it, you know more about solo plays because you play more. Yeah, I play more exclusively solo, solo games. games. You play more mm-hmm. games, yeah, multiplayer at a solo. solo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so and then minimum number of plays for the full experience. We, we're saying wingspan. Yes. Uh, length of time at scaling wells. Wingspan expandability. Now this one's tricky. There is a lot of expansions on Everdell. Everdell. There's one, two, three, four, five expansions that I know of. Plus, they're get, they're bringing yeah. the big box. And too. there's only two or three, right? There's for... only two or three, but they've already said they're already making right. an expansion for every continent. Which we've only only ever allowed one. one. So that would be four. three. Well, f- oh yeah, three, yeah, two. Because North America, and then you have like the, the mm-hmm. Europe, Oceania, and the next one, which is coming out later this year. I so think. So three expansions. Yeah. Okay. So oh, no, replay no, no, value. No, 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 no. Or confirmed by designer or publisher. Read that third right. line. We've been saying that the entire yeah. time. So they've said seven expansions. No, up to one possible future expansion. If we're no, that that argument was always about like if Space Space Volume One was happening, well, we assume there's volume okay. two. Confirmed by designer or publisher is where we always use the wingspan. They Fair said enough. that we're getting seven continents. So there's six expansions right there. Okay. Confirmed. I wonder if if that's why Everdell is pumping out so many expansions just to be on the, <laughs> on the lead for that. Yeah, I'll, I think they're done. I think this big box expansion oh, well, that's was the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Game right. immersion. I mean, wingspan. neither. Neither, really, but I think it's more wingspan than Everdell. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally looking at birds. I just that's, that's uh, bird the, watching. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The, does the game fit the map? Although you know, like I do feel like little critters running around this forest, gathering <laughs> trees a and city? berries. Sure. No. Yeah. Not the. Okay. Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> player interaction. Uh, Neither. Wingspan. Well, actually, <laughs> I think it's Everdale. They actually force player interaction. Well, not really force it. No. Uh, you can actually play in someone else's city if they have an open on their like an inn or something like that. You can actually play right other mechanistically. City. This yeah. is table talk. Neither of them no, offer yeah. table talk. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it's it's not. Remember <laughs> moments? Probably wingspan. Someone gets really expi- excited if they get the specific bird that they want. I or... I think it's more of like the idea of Everdell would not bring a, a new gamer into oh, the hobby. Wingspan. No. They talked about it wingspan too. would. Yeah, and has and has yeah. In fact, just the other day, our, our music teacher at the school I work at actually came up to me, and she she plays games. She was like, yeah, I play like Carcassonne, Ticket to Ride, played all those. I'm like, great. And she was like, and then my son, a few weeks ago, he showed me this one game. It's something about birds, and we went to a cafe, and she was like, it was super difficult, but I, I definitely remembered it. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? And I was like, yeah, Wingspan, of course. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's the one. And I was like, you know, that. and now granted she had played a few games, but it was so memorable that she had to bring it up to me knowing how I play games. And the thing about it is when we talked to Jamie Stegmeier, which was in 2020, mm-hmm. it was already at his number two best-selling game. And if I remember yep. correctly, I read an article just recently that they broke a million sales. That's that's gonna get to the territories. Yeah, that's gonna For get to the territories. Fifty-five like, to sixty-dollar yeah. game. That's impressive. The fact that you could find it in Target. Yep. Um, 
I do like the fact that they've also. Uh, we didn't even mention this on the cat or the expansions. They got the Swift uh, Swift Start packs where it actually does what we always talk about Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, where it teaches you the game the first few rounds oh, nice. with it. That's cool. I, I don't own that pack, but yeah, no, once I saw that, I was like, okay, that makes sense because yep. it actually, these are the five or so cards that you got to start with and you play this, then you play mm-hmm. this, and basically just to teach you the, the game itself. Right. And I think all new versions of Wingspan that are going on right now come with a swift start pack. That's cool. So I think, especially the ones like you're buying in Target. Right. That's really good. So game immersion, aren't production. I honestly think that would be Everdell, but still three to two. Wingspan moves on. Sounds good. Wingspan moves on to our finals. Our number two versus our number three. Ooh, this is going to be tough. But first, before we do that, let's talk about the two that were eliminated, Everdell and Carcassonne, my personal favorite games. How many... Or, well, Carcassonne. His <laughs> personal favorite. One of them. Uh, you, we, we, we already know that you've been hurt by the way this poll yes. went because your favorite game is the second num- lowest. Second lowest. And it had yeah. seven votes at the time that we. Seven yeah, votes. Seven yeah. votes for Carcassonne. Honestly, I, I say that's actually pretty good for this where we put the, the pod or the, the poll in. Now, hear me out. This is the cult of a new uh, yes. area we go to. Like, if we put this in, like, uh, maybe the Dice Tower right. um, or for oh, a ball, yeah. it might w- win further on that one. I'm just laughing to myself because the way you say it was like, you know, seven votes is actually pretty good. And I was expecting you to say, because it's Carcassonne. <laughs> but no, it's because it's an older right. game. Yeah. And the fact <laughs> that it got that high a vote. Right. Surprises me because this is really a cult of the new thing. Yeah, I, I it's never... almost in order from like earliest to lowest. No, lowest, yeah, except for photographers because yeah. <laughs> but mind you, that's such a niche game too. It really is. It really is. Uh, going up uh, next is Everdell. This is the one that surprised me the most. Yes, this our is highest a, vote getter. our highest vote getter by a large margin. Yep. In fact, it was our number one vote getter at forty votes. The next highest is what thirteen points below it at twenty seven. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it is. So that Everdale got forty full votes. So wow, good job to Everdale. Yeah, I know. It's, um, the people like it. Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely. But I do agree. It's more cult of the new because the thing is, Everdale was a Kickstarter, right? Yes. And so it it has that same Kickstarter leverage of like the people who backed it. Already know they were going to love it, you know, whether they did or didn't. Honestly, I didn't even get into Everdell till the second expansion. I played it at a Mm -hmm. con, really enjoyed it. It just started for the first expansions, or no, the second expansions, because it was after Pearl Broke as well. And so I was like, I really like this game. I want to show you Shaolia, because it it has a lot of flavor to to Everdell. I think you'll like it. it. All right, moving into our final. Our two-seed Pandemic Season 1 going up against... Wingspan. Our number three seed. Our number three seed. Now, just to clarify, the winner of this will ascend, and we will no longer include that as part of our future top eight debates. Is it weird that there's one game I want to win because Because I'm tired of arguing it? (laughs) I'm kind of the same way on probably the opposite game. Actually... Both of them, really. Yeah. And There's I like both of these games, on. yeah. Yeah. Cool deal. So that means that our last one... And hey, nice to see you, Koopa. Thanks for joining us. So let's go into our finals right here. Pandemic Legacy S- Season 1 versus Wingspan. Wingspan. Okay. 
In uh, this last round, we do not take sides, as we've argued it plenty of, plenty of times before. We simply break down each of the five categories and see if there's any that are immediately obvious, and we break them down. So we never actually broke down or explained at the beginning of our podcast what the categories are, but I feel like since this is Champions of Champions, champions the people have heard it. No, yeah. Is there any of these Wingspan or Pandemic Legacy that you feel is obvious? I know I, I do have one, one that I one feel is obvious. One for me is obvious. What, what do you have? Ease of play. Pandemic. Yep. Okay. I do agree with you on that. So Pandemic gets one point out of a possible five. Um, There is another one that I feel is also pretty good. And that is replay value. I feel like replay value. Now, if we go by our minimum number of players, it's pandemic, pandemic. of course. Length of time and scaling, well, pandemic is a lot is a lot longer. That's not saying wingspan is short. Okay, minimum number of players for full experience, I think, is pandemic. Right. Expandability, of course. This, that... this is something different, though. You're, you're right. It is wingspan because it has to be wingspan. Yeah. We, we, we're getting seven expansions. But the thing is, like, it. I feel like the legacy part of it should almost be considered, in a way, an expansion. I'm not saying we do it now. We can't do it retroactively, but it's just a, I, I feel like that's I wrong. I see what you're trying to say. Right. But the, we had this set up for that this reason, because not a lot of the games we're playing or, or doing right. this is campaign or right. legacies. And the thing is, when we talk about... Let's talk about our first Ascended game, Gloomhaven. Yeah. It does have an expansion because it's a campaign-style right. game. But it only but, has one expansion, even though it has a hundred scenarios in the yeah. base. But, so that's going to give it minimum in a way, replays. I feel like replay value, at its core concept, is like which game will you will come back to the table more often. But and... here, here's the thing about the replay value, the reason why we broke it down for this, because I remember mm-hmm. we've had this discussion yeah. before. This is, the way we did this, is to lessen the impact of campaign games. Because it's always going to win enough. this criteria right. for that simple reason, that it's because out okay. of the box. So if, it, if Pandemic was going up against, say... Uh, Vanilla pandemic. Well, legacy is going to win hands down. That's why we had to put the the criteria in here this way. Fair at enough. least the other games have a fighting chance. Right. Okay. Then replay value goes to wingspan, even though that feels wrong. <laughs> yeah, I get but, why you're uh, doing uh, it. I, but... Yeah. Meaningful choice. Pandemic. Pandemic. Okay. Good. I'm glad we agree on that one. Art and production. Oh God, this is. I'll, we'll would... come back to that. Okay. Uh, meaningful choice we said pandemic right yeah no i think we because game immersion is our only one that we haven't broken down other than art and production i feel like we should talk about art and production first i do think wingspan should get art and production that's yeah, okay okay we're good i i, I will I say agree. this i think graphic design is better in pandemic it is see. i agree art and the pieces and components are better in wingspan right i agree with you 100 percent. i am on board with that Wingspan definitely should should get our. I already production. know what's winning. Game immersion, immersion pandemic. pandemic, of course, because it is one of the most immersive games. N- from not now just on. the immersive as well, but it's the the theme matching the mechanism. Yes. You do feel the the tension of that game, the player interaction. You have to talk through yes. the entirety of this game to figure out what you're doing. And and I think, and then we we've talked about it so many times with this, right? The memorable moments. 
There that is one thing that happens. There is there is one part in season one which we will not spoil, so don't worry if you're listening. But there is one part that hits all three of those. Does the theme match the mechanism? Yes. Do the players interact? Yes. And the memorable moment. There is one very big moment in season one where we were almost in tears because it was such an intense, intense moment that I have not experienced in any other game that I have. And we can't anymore. Well, yeah. for this one anyways. Well, it that is forever going to be ingrained in my memory. No yeah. matter what Wingspan would ever do, no, no, I expansion-wise, no, every legacy game I've ever played... <laughs> That that this one moment that I can say anybody who's played Pandemic Legacy Season One, you know what moment I'm talking about. It was was crazy. It was the most immersive thing I've ever experienced in any there, gameplay, and I will remember that from now on. There's a couple. There's a couple moments that are the really one big. you're talking about, and then the other one towards the back end of the game when something happens. What the and. Yeah, the memorable moment I uh, I am thinking of is my wife was the most affected by it, and so I think you know which part I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. now. If that clarifies it, <laughs> that, but my if, wife if was it's hands the same down the one, most. Yes, that, uh, yeah. my wife was the one that was most affected by yeah. it. <laughs> yep, it it that was almost we she was almost in tears when that happened. Yeah, no, absolutely, it's... it was it was, and that actually ended up leading on to a whole slew of ongoing running gags throughout all of our other pandemics that we played it was fantastic i will say one knock for pandemic i'm fine with it moving on Mm -hmm. and winning because based on the criteria it's going to the end game was a little anticlimactic for us right and that's that's a shame because honestly it was it was great for us because it was just basically okay we did this and then yeah, clearly you guys played it better than us, <laughs> but ours was fine. Did what we had to do uh, towards the end of the game, yep. and it, it was just the last two games was basically boom, 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 done, boom, 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 done. Yep, exactly. We actually played the last two games, and it maybe took us an hour. Yeah, that's about it. So it wasn't. It was a bit anticlimactic in a sense. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, then that means Pandemic Legacy Season that's One what? is our Season Two Champion of Champions, and it's ascended. It is ascended. We are no longer going to be it's, talking it, about it, pandemic. You know what legacy. I find funny is that you're talking about replay value is mm-hmm. uh, a knock for campaign games and stuff like that, or that's hurting them. The two ascended games are campaign games. Right. Yep. That's true. Very very true. So wow, this has been an intense episode. I did kind of see this going into it. I I can understand why this was probably going to be it, and I would be surprised otherwise. And honestly, I'm glad I'm glad Carcassonne didn't win. You know why? Because we get to still argue it. Yeah, I got to still argue it. (laughs) And it makes you so mad. It was funny because I was talking to my partner today. And I was like, I kind of want Carcassonne to win just for I could stop talking (laughs) about it. And it's just symmetry. (laughs) My favorite game and your favorite game are the two Ascended games. Right. Well, not not my favorite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If if it was Carcassonne, why? But my second favorite game. No, I don't disagree with you. It's just... Honestly, we've talked about Carcassonne. Maybe it's third favorite game. No, uh, I don't remember. I, really I think Bonanza jumped up there. Honestly, I think in August we should do another roundup of Top 100 just because of all the different games we played. And especially like something like Lost Ruins of Arnak with the expansion has really jumped. I just recently played a four-player game of it with my friends that I was telling you about. Yeah. And they're not heavy gamers and Lost Ruins of Arnak can be heavy. Mm-hmm. They loved it. Especially because I just was like, here, I... 
base board. We're just playing with this board. Yep. I'm just crazy. giving you the the leaders, and I put like the different cards that go in there. In the only other, I, the other thing I put in was the the blue staff, where we could discard the both the artifact and the uh, the items, mm-hmm. just to you know see more of a cycle. It they adored it. They really loved that game. It took us about two and a half, three hours. But mind you, I'm playing with three new players, so right. I understand why it was going to take a little bit. They loved it. Yeah, that's awesome. By the way, we we forgot to mention this. Wingspan was our second highest vote getter, twenty seven votes. Pandemic yeah. Legacy Season One was our third best at twenty three. So that's they right. were pretty close in that one too. Right, exactly. Other than Everdell. Yeah. Everdell still surprised me. I Elliot. will say this about Wingspan. One, I'm glad we get to argue it. I was kind of wanting. This. I was kind of hoping it'd win because yeah, of that. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm a little sick. I mean, but then again, we might add a veto to true to to certain ones certain later ones, on. Yeah, but I think just um, I wanted it to ascend just because. Hey, look, this is a really good game. But then I'm also like, I'm tired of Pandemic Legacy Season One. Right, we've argued this for two years. Yes, I'm kind of glad it's gone. And and. I don't know if you could find this information easy, but it, it was in our running for last year. I could see the the top. Argument. It was in the top eight debate. I don't know what it won. Yeah, I don't think. But I it was have definitely up there. Anymore? Let me see. Well, it's not a big deal. That'll be for the after show. We'll figure that out later. Yeah. So before we before we sign off, this has been one heck of a season, and we're ready to do season three and get our third ascended game next March. Uh, but for now, we want to thank everybody who tuned in with us live and joined in on the conversation. That includes it 3 that includes Creative Chaos. It also includes Heinz57 and Koopa20. We appreciate you all for joining in and voicing your opinions. We always love hear- having that live feedback. Yeah. And if you ever want to join us on a live episode, by the way, you sure can, like the awesome people who did today. Join us at twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames. As well as you can find all video re-uploads found on YouTube at Everyday Board Games 2020. And if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on the platform. Subscribe if you're not. Like the video and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Podbean. And if you ever have ideas for future episodes or just want to reach out and say hello, email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. Also, you can get in contact contact with us at our official Twitter account at EBG Podcast. So we want to thank you so much for tuning in to this wonderful episode of our Top 8 Debate Champions Champions Edition. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming.